welcome into Dragon Ball Super Dope. My name's Kyle. Thank you for checking this out. Special extra episode this week. I'm going to say this week because that would imply that I put it out on Friday. We are recording this on Thursday night. Uh, we are here to discuss the New York Comic Con panel that we just had earlier this afternoon. All the information that we just got from it. We uh, live streamed it in the Discord today. A group of us watched it. And uh, from that group in the Discord is my friend Marcus. Here to break it down. Marcus, what's up, dude? What's up, everybody? Let's do some super dope analysis of a 46-second trailer, I think it was. Um, although it's a information-packed 46 seconds, I think. Uh, there's a it, lot going on. There's a ton to keep a, a heap track of. So, uh, But first, I personally know that I give this panel a big thumbs up, especially when I considered uh, or thought that maybe they wouldn't give us very much. Like They showed us that visual, like the... Uh, the big billboard welcoming people to Comic-Con was of the four character designs that we got at San Diego Comic-Con in July. And I was like, that's the fucking welcome billboard. The things that we already saw two and a half months ago. Great. Not expected much. Temper my expectations. That said, I think temper my expectations served me well. And it uh, fucking blew me away. I was very happy with how this panel <laughs> went today. What do you got, dude? Thumbs up, thumbs down. How'd you feel? Yeah, man, I'm, I'm thumbs up. Uh, I thought it was fun. In general, it gives us a little bit to go off of, a little bit to speculate off of here a little bit. Um, I, I like that we get Dragon Ball. Uh, yeah. For me, it's thumbs up anytime we get Dragon Ball. So, uh, you know, there are some things that I'm concerned about, but overall, look, I'm ready. You and I both. And I like that you said that. It's Dragon Ball. I'm excited. New but Dragon Ball, I'm into it. And whenever somebody says like, oh, I don't really like the new CGI, I'm like, meh. I'm not a fan of it either, but I'm fucking pumped. They're like, wait, why? I'm like, it's a new Dragon Ball, you dummy. Like, why else would I be excited? Come on. Don't you hear it in my voice? And we haven't seen what that CGI ends up looking like as a whole package yet. We've only seen very tiny bits and pieces of it so far. Yeah. What drives me nuts about that is, uh, what was it? Hoya Shiro? Hoya Shira? I'm terrible with the fucking names, dude. But uh, especially with the way in which I wrote them down on this notepad while we watched it this afternoon. I was like, Norihito, fucking Akio Aoku. Like, I'm trying to figure out shit, and I'm trying to read my handwriting back. It's not going very well. Um, he'd said something to the effect of, we worked very hard to complete this specific these specific sequences to be able to show you today. And I'm like, are you going to see like a 20-second like a clip of this right now? Like, what do you mean? Yeah. Completed sequence. And then it's just like, a bunch of two-second clips with, you know, well, the little they, fucking. They, I think between. they mentioned too that they had reworked some of the designs as well. So this is definitely a work in progress. Yeah, I don't understand what they they like. They definitely said they redid something for Piccolo that I didn't really catch myself, yeah. honestly. Um. All right, so thumbs up from both of us because we're fucking nerds. Uh, I did ask a few people on Instagram what they thought. Uh, let's see, not a huge fan of the new animation for the movie, to be honest, uh, but just happy we're getting something. That's from Melchiori. Um, hyped, not sure what's going on in the trailer, but I'm excited for the new movie. Uh, it's from CBS Pod, Caffeine and Sensu Beans Pod. Had an appearance with them not too long ago. Good dudes. Uh, from Bryce, surprisingly, yes, I like the animation and I'm happy with they're doing something different. Uh, always good when the red. I don't know what the fuck when the red means, Bryce, but yeah, man, when the red. And uh, then our last response that I got in the last, I put this up like 10 minutes ago. I didn't do a very good job putting this out uh, beforehand. One word answer from this dude, Joey, I know. Uh, his one word answer is moist. Oh. Yeah, moist. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Mm. So cool, 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 cool. It seems like everyone else is, while they might be a little on the fence about the animation style, which, like I said, I kind of am too, but I'm just happy it's new Dragon Ball. That seems to be the consensus amongst uh, people who follow us on Instagram. Not a wide swath of people, I'll be honest. It's people <laughs> who like us enough to subscribe to the podcast and follow us on Instagram. So I feel like I at least maybe... Uh, influence a little bit of how they think about Dragon Ball sometimes, in which case my Debbie Downer ass is, uh, you know, maybe not the best person to ask or, you know, like I'm probably not the best person to ask those people because they're probably just reinforcing my own opinions. 
Mm. Um, oh, Dokan, I'm doing an appearance. Uh, me and GB last weekend did an appearance on a podcast called Dokan When about Dragon Ball Z Dokan Battle, the mobile game. Yeah. Because I used to be heavy into that shit, and GB okay. still is. So I went on as like a retired player, and GB went on as like super current day player and just nerded out for a while. It was a pretty good time. I think they'll I be. Do you? I play. What's your rank? You know uh, offhand? I I don't. And and honestly, I play so casually that I I won't be able to give you much information about it. But yeah. The reason I, I ask play. the reason I ask is because I was like, yeah, man, my, my account got so OP. I just got bored with a lot of the events, but like they've added a ton of shit in the last two, three years. I was like, yeah, man, I must have been like in the two hundred and thirties, two hundred and fifties, somewhere in that range in terms of my rank. These kids were like, yeah. yeah, I'm like a 640. I'm like, fuck. Yeah, I started when it first came to North America, when they first did the, uh, the global. And uh, I got into it pretty heavy for a long time, lost my account. And Oof. then uh, I just picked it back up just, just because uh, maybe six months ago. Damn. I lost my, I lost my Donkon account once before too, and then redid a new one and also got ridiculously into that shit. The, the Dragonstone grind is real, dude. I'm like, yeah, buying like five for a dollar. I'm like, Jesus Christ, who have I become? Fucking mobile games. Don't try to monetize my love of Dragon Ball, you cocksuckers. Uh, I did get some other responses in our inbox. Mostly people just saying like, it looks like a video game, which, yeah, I agree with that. I don't know. I don't know if I think it looks like a video game. I, I get that it's kind of got a, got a glossy feel to it. Um, I think that may be what it, but it, I think it, it looks way more clean than a video game can ever look. Yeah, I feel like it kind of reminds me of cutscenes you'd see in a video game, but like to the nth degree, like there's so much more polished oh. and fluid. Um, like somebody in the, maybe it was Rayshon, I forget who else was in uh, Dallas, maybe they were like, it looks like some of those digital scenes that you'll see in like Battle of Gods when he's fighting against Beerus, like in like in quick cuts for the sake of being able to better choreograph a battle. I get using technology like that. It was cool. I remember when I first saw it in the theater, I was like, what the fuck just happened? That was kind of cool, but in a jarring way. Now they're making a whole movie in like a similar kind of, uh, I don't know, animation style or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, and we, we've been talking about it for a while. It's been a rumor like this for a while. They did it with Lupin the Third, I think, two or three years ago. Lupin the Third's been around since, like, the late fucking 60s, early 70s, maybe. It was a franchise in need of being modernized. Like, it needed a little bit of a visual facelift. And I guess for whatever reason, they chose to do the same thing to Dragon Ball, which I think is kind of dumb, personally, because they'd already just done that with the Shintani yep. design, and it looked fucking awesome. It everyone loved it so i don't know the idea or like the decision to go with the cgi based animation style for this movie not a big fan of it but we'll see what the movie after this does like maybe they'll yeah. revert back to shintani style you know <laughs> yeah i wish they hadn't messed with it but i'm willing to give it a shot and see what they can come up with too because i think the last time i was on the pod i said this uh you know dragon ball is a leader you know, they are at the forefront of, of everything that they do in the, in the manga world for the most part and, and in the anime world. So, um, you know, let, let's, let's let them kind of figure things out, let them experiment a little bit and see what they can come up with. Yeah, I, exactly. Like, let, let's see what they can do in a different sort of scenario where it's not like um, an animation, uh, an anime weekly where they're like breaking their nets to keep up with the production status or like, reinventing a character who's so important to the franchise like broly like i think we all kind of had our expectations set that this would be like a quote-unquote slice of life movie yeah. and it still might be in that it's not centered around like goku and vegeta but it seems like it's going to be a fun adventure for the characters who are involved in the plot so i'm kind of down to see that so like not a big story a consequence or whatever in terms of the overall canon maybe i don't know um at least, again, not in relation to Goku, I don't think. But it'll be fun as hell to watch. I, I don't know. I, I wish people would kind of uh, not let the CGI be such an immediate turnoff. You know what I mean? 
Well, what has been the biggest criticism that we've seen uh, out of Super so far, uh, or at least the biggest thing that I've noticed is everybody says it's the Goku and Vegeta show. Yep. And they've been doing That's a steady, I think they've been doing a nice job in the last two, last two manga arcs, expanding the cast a little bit more. Having Gohan Piccolo be involved in the moral arc was dope. They brought back the androids for the moral arc. Yep. That was dope. Renola arc to this point, I mean, we get new cast of characters in that. We meet Granola and the Heaters and the Mito. Not too much of the other Earth cast is kind of kicking around, I guess. Uh, you could, yeah, I, I know what you're saying, but I, I feel like they have made a conscious, like bringing back Broly is another good example of, yep. um, you know, hopefully making it about more than just these two characters. The only reason you can justify making it about or having other characters be relevant to the story at this point is unfortunately to make them more powerful. Otherwise, it's like, who cares? Goku and Vegeta can solve this. Why the fuck is Piccolo here, Krillin here, or whoever? You bring in a character like Broly or Granola, and it's like, oh, okay. These are interesting characters who are on their power level. And uh, yeah, I can see why they're like Beerus and Whis are two of the most interesting characters, I think, that have come along to Dragon Ball in a really long time. Granted, yeah, it's I been agree. eight years now or whatever, but they came in and they were immediately interesting because, yeah, they're quirky. They're quirky in how their personalities are, but it's also like, wait, what can they do? They can make Goku and Vegeta look like child's play and blow up universes with the tap of their nails, like yeah. things like that. Juxtapose against them being goofy ass motherfuckers trying to get a good cup of pudding is what makes those characters interesting to me, anyway. Uh, with the retooling of Broly, similar kind of deal. It's like he's a soft-hearted dude who just had a terrible upbringing, but he's also got this crazy upward power that he doesn't have a cap on, can't control himself interesting pairing of two conflicting traits so um i hope they continue to do stuff like that with this slice of life thing though i mean piccolo pan it looks like it's going to be a pan-based story yeah and we'll, and we'll get the jump forward maybe we'll see a super saiyan pan who knows man so let's break down some of the things that we saw in this trailer uh there were some like text screens in between a bunch of these shots so I do want to read what those say first. A new crisis. An evil organization moving in the shadows. Rise up our hero. Dragon Ball Super, superhero. So an evil organization moving in the shadows. Some of the early shots of the teaser. There's a prominently featured heavy set kid. I think he's a kid. Although he could be a very small man. Uh, he's riding in the back of a car. He's eating some ice out of a, uh, like a fast food cup with the red ribbon army logo on the side of it, which is interesting. Yeah. Red ribbon army disposable fucking soda cup. So that led everyone to believe that this kid is part of the red ribbon army. I could, could be, but why the hell is the red ribbon army making fast food? Yeah, yeah, I don't know if I I get that he's a part of the Red Ribbon Army. I think maybe because when we look at it, you, you kind of go forward a little bit. They show you a little bit of the city where they have the uh, the portraits of Goku, Vegeta and Boo. And uh, maybe Red Ribbon's like got an underground city. You know, they're like running a the way in which the producers uh, kind of fielded the question, like they were like, oh, we saw a very familiar logo on that kid's cup. And they're like, oh, did you? Oh, yeah. What's up with that, huh? I don't know. Yeah. So, like, I feel like the Red Ribbon Army has to factor into it in some such way. Probably like, I don't know, an evil organization moving in the shadows. That's what they've always been. Always. Except maybe not in the beginning where Goku went and fucked up their like 100 foot tall tower. Maybe they weren't so in the shadows then, but subsequently, since then, they pretty much worked in the shadows, the android cell, etc. Yeah. So maybe they just, you thought you destroyed Dr. Chabot's secret laboratory, but you didn't get all of it, and it was found by some other guy who resurrected Dr. Chabot's unseen creatures, Gamma 1 and Gamma 2. Those are the uh, names of the robots, we were told. What sucks now is that I'm saying gamma because that's how it's spelled, like gamma mm. radiation. But everyone's gonna call them gamma, and I'm like, oh, dude, it's like my thing with manga manga. You know what I mean? Oh, like, 
I already have these problems. Don't give me more of these problems to have, Toei Animation. What the fuck? Um, so, yeah, I don't know if this kid's directly Red Ribbon related, but the thing that you just mentioned, the television screens, mm. the television screens, we see a shot of Goku, Vegeta in his pink shirt, which I think is funny as fuck. Yeah, I love that. I was going to point that out if you didn't. And then Majin Buu looking real fat and angry. Yeah. I wonder why he's wearing the pink shirt, because it's like an old file from around the set, the Android saga. Yeah, and he's got yellow pants, so he's definitely wearing the Batman shirt. 100%. He's a bad, 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 bad man. I so, mean, I guess that would... I'm, the time period doesn't really work for me, though, because if they've got a picture of Boo, why would they have Vegeta in a Batman shirt? You know, that, that was an entire... What, True. 10, 12 years, 20 years before or something? Like, not 20 years, but... Yeah. No, probably, what, a, what, like eight years before? Probably something to that effect. Let's say like eight, nine years. I forget how much time exactly passes from the time he wears that Batman shirt. Probably like 10 years because uh, it's three years when Trunks shows up. He says, you got three years to prepare. That's when he's wearing the Android shirt. Yeah. Seven years after Cell's defeated. That's when Majin Buu shows up. So like 10 years. Yeah, that's just a weird compilation, I think, you know, to have Boo and then Vegeta in the bad mansion. Or is Vegeta out running, just rocking the shit out of that shirt wherever he goes in public now? Because, you know, Bulma's a public figure, so Vegeta's got to be a public figure too, right? I would imagine. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like he probably does a good job hiding himself from the public eye. Although there is that episode where she wins an award. It's the Dr. Slump crossover one. I think it's episode 69 or whatever. Doesn't he have to deal uh, with some photographers in that one? And he's real rude and fucking walks away from them. Yeah. Probably an underappreciated part of Vegeta's life right now that we just don't see enough on the pages of Dragon Ball Super. <laughs> I, agree. I need him to just deal with the general public on a daily basis. Just be annoyed. So I do kind of wonder what they're doing up there on that on that screen in the middle of the city or whatever. There's like that suited guy who looks like could be like a badass assassin type. Like, I don't know. It wouldn't shock me if they're being hunted to some extent. Uh, yeah, he's got like a red suit on. It's such a strange like it must be like you think it's another world. It's got to be another world or something. I don't know, man. It, it's it's really like steampunkish. Yeah. You know, just looking at the background and then he's wearing this huge ass pompadour haircut. He's got yeah. a nice big Elvis flip in the front. So. so there's no really telling what they could be up on that screen for. I'm assuming it's bad things like they want to get eliminated. We see Piccolo get attacked at the end of this trailer. I assume that there's guys like Goku and Vegeta who could be off world training that this evil organization moving in the shadows can't find. But they found think, Piccolo because he's just on Earth training a fucking little kid. I think it's interesting, too, that all three of those individuals have angry looks on their face. When they're, when they're put up, Goku, uh, Vegeta, and Boo are all really... And, and, you know, Boo never really shows that angry face very often. So I think it's interesting that... And definitely, you know, Goku doesn't get all pissed off like that. So They're the villains, dude. They're the villains yeah. to the superheroes that... This kid, apparently, I don't know. My, what if? Yep. What if it, it's all stemming from the Terminus of Power, where we could consider Universe Seven kind of the villains of the universe? You know that that uh, Tournament of Power arc. You know, I mean, if you think about it, ten years after the fact, Goku's the whole. Goku's the one that that basically started and put all that in motion. So if this is a different universe, they, sh they could all be looking at Goku as a villain here. I think all the other universes really look down on universe seven to begin with. Okay. You know what? I was going to fucking, I haven't done a very good job doing this today, but it's fine. I, seeing as I'm doing such a shit job anyway, I'm just going to pull this uh, <laughs> thing that I was going to say toward the end out now. Look at my dick. No, I'm just kidding. This is what I think my pitch of the movie would be now, having taken in the information we got today, all right, in the trailer, in this little teaser. I'm not sure who that little fat kid is. I'm, I, and again, I'm not even sure if he's a kid or if he's a man, but I think that he's somebody who is um, a fan of superheroes. And as such, 
he likes the idea of superheroes being in the real world. I don't know what kind of power he's got, authority he holds, or whatever, but somebody has made it so that these two androids, number one and number two, are their quote-unquote superheroes, and they have to go hunt down all the villains. And because they've gone down and hunted so many people, they've now like, a, a, like found the strongest of the strong quote-unquote villains in Piccolo, Goku, Vegeta, Majin Buu, anyone else who's related to the Z Fighters. So these two, again, I'm not sure exactly what Gamma 1 and Gamma 2 are. For lack of a better word, we'll call them androids for now. They want to go hunt down the last of these villains to make this hero-obsessed person drinking the ice out of the Red Ribbon Cup. They want to make him happy, so they go to try to find Goku and Vegeta. They're off-world, training with Beerus. Goku's off-training with Broly. I think that's the one and only Broly nod that we will get in this movie, is that Goku is fighting him, and that's why Goku's not on Earth at this moment. As such, they find Piccolo. He gets attacked. Pan, who was training with Piccolo, trying to go Super Saiyan, she's the one who has to step up and go beat these androids now. And because they haven't fought anybody as strong as, like, Goku, Vegeta, Piccolo, Go, um, I guess they, I don't know. I don't know. My, my idea is like as they fight more people, they get stronger. And that's why they seek to go find people like Goku, Vegeta, Boo. But because they haven't been able to fight them, Pan is in a position to be able to fight them and be the real superhero and rescue her grandpa Piccolo. What do you think? Okay. I like it. Uh, I don't. I'm thrown off by their weaponry. You know, the, the androids, I guess, if we're going to call them androids. Yeah. You know, we keep getting a picture and a shot of their sidearm, which looks eerily similar to uh, the, the gun that Jocko uses. Yeah, they could be another part of, like, uh, the Galactic Patrol or, like, the opposite of the Galactic Patrol. They could, it, they could be bad guys. Is it a, uh, a different universe's Galactic Patrol? Uh, maybe mm -hmm. a, a universe, you know, 11's Galactic Patrol or something like that, which I wouldn't imagine it would be Universe 11, but... Yeah, I don't know. I, I just have a tough time thinking it would be inter-universal. I think it's like... I think it's going to be a very Earth-based story. Yeah. And that Broly nod, like... I didn't see it when we were watching it this afternoon. I I forget. Was it Victor or Rayshon? Somebody yeah, it was Rayshon. yelled it. Rayshon's like, dude, did you see the Broly in there? I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? And he sent me the screenshot, and I'm like, dude, somebody just dropped this in on a Photoshop in the last five minutes. It has to be yeah. that. And then we went, they got to the end of the panel, and they showed the teaser again, and no, he's there, clear as day, for about one-third of a second. Yeah, you get one frame, so I, I went back and kind of broke it down frame by frame, and it he is present, like his arm is present in one frame, and then you get a full body shot as, as he's doing a backflip in the second frame, and then that's it. So yeah. it, it is lightning fast whenever you're watching it in real time. So I haven't watched the Broly movie in a long time. At the end of the Broly movie, does he have his armor on still, or does he just have the black shirt on? It's just the black shirt. And in this one, he's only got the black shirt and he's got the green thing tied around his waist. Yeah, his ear. A lot of people came away from this panel today very excited because, oh my God, Broly's in it. And I just, it'd be, I think it's cool as hell that he's going to be in it. All right. That's first and foremost. Everyone knows I'm not a huge Broly guy. Previous to the last Broly movie, they redid him in such a way where I'm a fan if they bring him around all the time. So when I saw that today, I was like, oh, fuck. And I had that moment. But then I thought about what he was wearing. I'm like, dude, that's the exact same thing we saw last time. And I was just talking with Rodrigo on Instagram. He left us a voicemail for the anniversary show. Friend of the show. What's up, dude? We love you. He said, and I was like, yeah, it's exactly this. He's like, that's just going to be like a recap of the last time we saw Dragon Ball animated. Like the last time we saw Goku and friends, he was fighting Broly. This is a quick clip of that. And it's like, since then, they've gone on to become friends in their training or something like that. Yeah. And he's wearing the same thing. I'd like to think he's off-world training with Broly, and that's why he's not really involved in this movie, hopefully. This is going to be Piccolo and Pan's movie. Double P. But I just, I, I'm telling people, temper your expectations on the Broly shit for this movie, because I don't, he's going to have like a quick little Gohan-esque role where he's like, shows up in the beginning of the movie, and he's like, all right, moving on. Where's That's it, we're good. 
So I'm glad you said that. I think that's Gohan's role. We immediately thought whenever the the trailer and the title of the movie came out, True. that it, this was going to be a, a say a man movie. But yes, I don't. After watching what we got, I don't think that's going to be the case at all. Not a God, single we're, Gohan. We're going to be lucky to see Videl and Gohan at the very beginning, just being mom and dad, and then moving on. You know, letting Piccolo do the the training and. Yeah, the thing, so during that um, panel today, Toshio Furukawa, who is the voice actor for Piccolo in Japan, also Masako Nozawa, they like answered a few questions and shit like that about, you know, what are you, what's your favorite part of the movie so far? What you guys just wrapped the production on it. How does it feel? And all sorts of stuff like that. The fact that it's Piccolo's voice actor answering those yeah. questions, I was like, dude, this is a Piccolo movie and Masako Nozawa is literally Goku, so you can't not have her answer these same questions, but there's no, you know, Rio Horikawa, Vegeta's voice actor in there. It's right. it's for Toshio Furikawa. I'm doing okay right now, I think, with the voice actor names, which is a miracle, because those are very similar sounding names, those last two. <laughs> okay, I, I'm from Kentucky. I'm not even going to try. Yeah, I'm kind of amazed at myself that I try as often as I do, but, you know, Whatever, man, it is what it is. The <laughs> fact that he's being asked those spotlight questions, I think, just backs up yeah. the thing the, or the suspicion that he's going to be a prominently featured character. They basically said exactly that today. One thing about that, though, and I said it to you before we hit record, was he kind of has this little line at the end where he's like, "Yeah, he's a he's a good grandpa Piccolo," and I'm like, "Motherfucker, we yeah. get it. You're raising another kid, and you're training another kid how to fight." We already made the Grandpa Piccolo jokes for the last few months. Now you're leading into the meme, man. What the hell? Also, Furukawa. Yeah, Toshio Furukawa versus Ryu Horikawa. Jesus, dude. I don't, I'm don't. i probably butchering these names so badly right now. I should just stop saying them in such close proximity. Uh, Furukawa, great head of hair. Holy fuck. Good for yeah, him. Man. Grandpa Piccolo. Looks great. Yeah. Um. Definitely a Piccolo and Pan movie, though, I think. Not so much Gohan. I would love a great Saiyaman appearance, though. Like, what? Yeah, we're getting the PP on the big screen. <laughs> the PP, man. Whip it out. So if we do have some kind of excuse for, like, like you could write in excuses for Vegeta and Goku to be off-world very, very easily. Majin Buu, he's a fucking sleep, and nobody knows where he's at. Who cares? Uh, somebody like um, Piccolo getting ambushed, I think is what we saw at the end of this trailer. He gets like hit by a couple of blasts before he like looks up, sees them last second. And then I think that's going to be Pan's ascent to, um, you know, becoming the superhero of this movie. But like, where does somebody like Gohan, do, like, where does he go? Is he like taking a Jeff fucking Bezos trip out to space or something? Like, what's his excuse for not being around? He don't leave the house unless it's to go teach a lecture. Yeah, or... You know, maybe he's gone back into being a scholar and he's no longer training. And I mean, I can't imagine that they would do him like that after the tournament of power, spending all that time and effort to build him back up. It's been 10 years, man. Yeah. They could just, they could reset him very easily with this 10 year jump, which I don't know if we've expressly stated during the course of this podcast. I don't know if we said it at the top, but the biggest confirmation for this, the biggest reason I'm excited is because they said this takes place 10 years after Boo. Uh, it takes place before the 28th uh, Tenkaichi Budokai where they meet Oob. So it's a story leading up to that, but it's generally around that same period of time. Um, so we're already starting to see some changes to the end of Dragon Ball Z based on like where Pan is. And um, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm sure a few other things that I'm not thinking of right now, but that's what has me most excited, I think, about this movie in general. Like the CGI, I'm kind of meh. It's yeah. going to be fun to see somebody like Pan and Piccolo get some shine instead of the usual Goku Vegeta, but we're finally, fucking finally, at the end of this like static time period of what takes place between the end of Boo and then where they meet up with the end of Z. We're, we're right there now. Um, kind of sucks that it's in a movie that seemingly is not going to have uh, a bunch of consequence, like we keep going back to the term slice of life. I don't think that's the appropriate term for this because slice of life would imply that not much happens. Some shit's going to happen, just not on the scale that we're used to with Goku and Vegeta. It's going to be on the scale of Pan and Piccolo to try to like make it interesting for other characters for a fucking change. So slice of life, 
I guess, in that regard, it's not really a slice of life. Well, and I guess, too, you go back and, and you think about the character designs that they've revealed for this as well. So they've, they've given us Pan. Uh, that was in the very first, uh, the San Diego Comic-Con panel. Which we didn't see that design at all in this clip no. today. That's like her is like a little kindergarten girl. So that's like a transition phase to where yeah. eventually she goes on to fight or excuse me, train with Piccolo when she's, it seems a little bit older. She's wearing a, a shirt that says GTH on it, which I'm not sure what that H could stand for, but I feel like I know what that GT stands for. GT is definitely not. And then uh, we got Piccolo's design um, and then we got Krillin's design. And we all thought at the time, I was like, well, that's a random three characters, but yeah, Piccolo uh, but and Pan are proving to be prominent. Krillin, we didn't see shit for him today. Right. But he was in his police outfit. So, you know, you're again, back on earth. He's kind of doing his, his police job thing. Uh, and then we got designs for, uh, Karin, which yeah. was odd. Very odd to see it because they're like, this is a hand drawn. They said handwritten design is how they phrased it. Yeah. Done by Toriyama himself of Karin, who I feel like has put on some weight, like his big fat belly's resting on his, his feet now. But again, another very random character to give us a design of until you think of Dende. And, and then they the, gave Dende. Yep. Which is, uh, you know, a taller teen looking like he does in GT. You know, yeah. or, I guess he kind of looks like that at the end of Z too. I'm trying to think if you see him at the end of Z, I'm sure you do. Doesn't matter. He's older now. Dende, Karin. Dende is basically Kami. Kami and Karin have a similar relationship. They do. They're like neighbors. You know what I'm saying? Right. Upstairs, downstairs, neighbors. And Piccolo ties into those two characters subsequently very closely. Maybe not so much Karin, but he is in the vicinity of Dende. So pretty easy to fuck with those two. What if Pan... After Piccolo fucking gets dropped, is like, I'm not strong enough to fight the androids. I gotta go train and get the sacred fucking water from Karin oh, and then no. go to the room of space and time with uh, Dende up top. That'd be sick, dude. She getting some popo training? Yo, she has Mr. Popo chasing her around the fucking room. <laughs> She's gonna get time. some popo training in the PP movie. I like it. Ooh, goddamn, dude. We are hitting on the peas professionally today. I am profoundly interested. Oof prophetic with the peas so i think what was the other design we missed oh yeah boma we got a, a boma design yeah. today in her yellow capsule corp it looks like a work jumpsuit almost and she's got a uh, little trunks shoes on she's got yeah, future you, trunks boots on but they're not boots they're shoe versions of it yeah you pointed that out whenever uh, they put the design up i didn't notice that until you pointed it out but i thought that was an interesting kind of nod too because uh you know, I don't know if they've really shared a whole lot of of uh, outfit choices between the two of them. That's pretty. I mean, that has to be a, a conscientious design, right? I would think so. Like they've done that on purpose. It's not just a throwaway. I wouldn't imagine. I don't. Yeah. I, don't, I mean, even um, kids trunk, kid trunks shoes. Jesus, kid trunks's shoes. Is that how I should say that? That works. Even. Even Kid Trunks's boots are like similar to that, aren't they? Am I making that up? I don't, I don't, you know, I, I got too deep into it and you put my mind in a pretzel when you said it. And so now I really don't know what I'm talking about. What? You can't follow Kid Trunks's bootses? Nope. No, just in Dude, general, when a, you wait pointed a minute, it out, it wasn't wait a minute. something that I noticed. I just went to Google a picture of it. And yes, they totally have the same boots. Of course yeah. I'm right on that. Come on, don't be stupid. Trunks is my favorite character, Kyle. Don't be fucking stupid. Yo, there is a kid who is a rapper called Kid Trunks. Are you fucking kidding me? I'm so goddamn annoyed that that kid did that. I don't give a fuck about this SoundCloud, SoundCloud rapping ass bitch. wonder if he's in Oh my God, is he Asian? That's like a double no. Or is it a black guy who got an Asian to be in the thumbnail of his YouTube video? Dude, the name of the song that I'm talking about, the thumbnail with the Asian man, even though I'm pretty sure it's a black guy, Oh, wait, no, it is an Asian guy. It's an Asian guy with a lot of face tattoos. Oh, my God. You've, you've gone Stumbled down the rabbit something hole, horrible. Yeah, yeah, you're in there. I fucking quit. Anyway, great boots, Bulma. Cool that they're shoes now. I love it. Yeah, cool. <sighs> Bulma's probably going to be in like that um, 
cameo capacity like Krillin, we imagine. Kr Police officer Krillin will be. Yeah. I'm so fucking mad there's a kid rap. Kid Trunks rapper. <laughs> You're still Kid stuck. Trunks is raps now. <laughs> what the fuck? Kid Trunks is raps now's on SoundClouds. What the hell, bro? Fuck <sighs> off with your he stupid face tattoos. Kicks what? He doesn't even have the boots. Kicks it. It? Oh, like the 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 royal it. Yeah, man. Huh. Okay, so Bulma's gonna have a cameo role. Did we see any other character designs that we forgot to mention? Uh, the only other character design that we got was from the San Diego Comic Con, and that was the android-looking dudes. Gamma One and Gamma yeah. Two. I can't wait to fucking struggle to pronounce their names for the next year, year and a half. Who knows how long? Because perfectly brings us to our next topic of discussion. They were asked if there was a release date today. They took some questions from Twitter or from the audience or whatever it was, but one of the questions they polled is what is the release date of the movie? And I believe it was the, the man who's always angry, Norihiro Ayashida. <laughs> he looks Dude. so bothered. He just, he hates being in front of people or a camera. It, I feel like they have him at gunpoint. There was a reason I wanted to make sure you were the person who recorded this one today, dude. Because I remember when we watched the panel in July, all we could think of like was a how pissed off he was. Hayashida was just so pissed off looking so the entire angry. time, especially against Ayoku, who's like in a Goku cosplay and like bowing at people and shit, and just looks genuinely happy to be there. He's very animated with how he speaks. The other guy's just like, yeah, uh huh. Whatever. Who cares? And then it goes to the translator and he's like, yeah, he said, yeah, nah, <laughs> whatever. Who cares? <laughs> he looks so unhappy to be there. But you, you, you pointed that out to me last time. And also you helped highlight the greatest fucking part of the panel in July. And again, in my opinion, the panel today are a uh, host, our host. Sasha. Sasha. I am so <laughs> mad that we've waited <sighs> this long to talk about Sasha. Yeah, that my bad, dude. motherfucker is so fresh. He is wearing the freshest suit, and the socks were dude. unbelievable. I gave a full breakdown of his outfit, and like as I looked at each piece of his outfit, I started to notice something, and that something was that none of the pieces of his clothing were even remotely related to one another. No, I looked at his pants first. I'm like, yo, those mustard pants, dude, Jesus. And I saw his socks, pink ass socks. Ugh. And I saw some really like, I don't know, like medium tan shoes. I was like, yo, mustard yellow pants, pink socks, tan <laughs> shoes. None of that matches. And then I look up and I'm like, well, at least his blazer and his fucking pants match. No, they <laughs> don't. It's like a slightly lighter mustard yellow color. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, bro. You couldn't have at least matched the fucking pants with the blazer. And then I looked at the shirt and it was like a white and blue plaid checkered fucking pattern all clashing together at me. And I was just like, Sasha, I love you, dude, but who the fuck dressed you this morning? I think he dressed himself. That guy is the life of any party that he has ever been in in his entire life. He is the happiest person in that room. He, he just is, is living the dream right now of standing in front of everybody, getting ready, getting a, being able to talk about Dragon Ball and be our host. Host. And like for context too, they did that shit all remote from Japan in Tokyo. So when the panel started in New York, they brought out Ian Sinclair, the voice actor Weiss, and Monica Rial, yeah. voice actors for Bulma, friend of the show, who they've not done anything on this movie yet. The Japanese voice cast just finished their shit very recently. Monica and Ian Sinclair found out today that they're going to be in the movie. Like this is how they yeah. found out today. Yeah, they asked. Um, yeah, that, that was their question. They were like, yeah. hey, you got, like, when they saw the Bulma design, Monica's like, yo, all right, cool, I'm in it. Uh, and Ian Sinclair's like, is, is Weiss in it? And they're like, yeah, no, Weiss, cool. We like Weiss. <laughs> <laughs> I, think it, I don't think it was a super firm confirmation, but they bring them out of New York to a live crowd, and then they, like, simulcast it with a get. I don't think there was a, a crowd. I think it was just Sasha, no, the two think, producers, yeah, I think and it was the, the same translator. Setup they had. I think it was almost the same setup they had um, for San Diego. Um, the only difference is they brought the translator in instead of doing it pre-recorded. Yeah. Yeah. The translator was, uh, I don't like him. The mustache. A little wispy. It was partly the mustache, but also like his, just his demeanor. 
Yeah. I don't know. Something like very arrogant about him. I'm like, yo, I bet you think you're really cool. Yeah. I could just tell that about you by looking at you. And that's not a good fucking sign. Look, as much as we like Sasha, we hate the translator. True. Because he's not a host. Dude. That motherfucker's outfit, though, is tough to look at. I'm not even kidding. It was very distracting. If he is not animated in some fashion and put into a Dragon Ball, sh- an episode, a cameo, something, I'm going to be very upset. You and I both. Anyway, that was a nice little side tangent. I had to get it out because Sasha is just the best. So one of the questions they asked was, what, what is the release date? And they said it will be released in 2022 in Japan. And I was like, yeah, no shit. We knew that asshole. That was about as specific as they got. But the question also asked, when will it be released in Japan and America? And I instinctively shouted out, it's going to be a fucking simulcast release. Like a sim- simulcast isn't the right word, but uh, global. Be the right, a global release. That would be the right way to say it. It's going to be a global release, at least for like Japan and English speaking countries. It's going to come out all at once. It's going to be huge. I've been thinking that for a while anyway. Uh, and I've been calling December 2022. So the question specifically asks in Japan and America, they say in Japan, it'll be in 2022. We don't know about the rest of the world. There are still arrangements being made. They even have a disclaimer at the end of the teaser. That's like, it's not going to be available in all regions at the same time, basically. But I do think they're still negotiating when it's going to be put out in other countries. And I think the idea of a global release is still very much in play. Uh, But I, I do think it's interesting that he said definitely 2022 in Japan. We don't know when it'll be after that, implying yeah. that it, if it's going to be after Japan, it in 2022, it could be in 2023. Yep. It, which I think kind of lends credence to the idea of it's going to be a late 2022 release. Uh, release I still call December. Yeah, and and with that too, they also said that uh, they were still trying to work out some distribution stuff. So especially globally, they weren't really sure. Uh, in different regions when that was going to be hammered out because and and the way that it sounded to me was that they don't really have any solid plans yet for you know regional releases Um, they've not started recording any voiceover work um, so we know that to be a fact Um, because monica i think mentioned that she said you know we haven't recorded any lines well, um, even which, still, I mean, we're in October of 2021. They they can go in and do their voice acting work in probably a couple of sessions for a movie, I would imagine. Like, especially, yeah. well, I mean, it depends on who the major characters are, I guess. But um, if it's fucking Sabbath as Piccolo, then I'm sure it's going to be done very quickly. Oh, dude, is Elise Bauman? Is that her last? What the fuck is Pan's voice actress's name? Elise Bauer? Bauman? Mm, I'm uh, not sure. It's something like that. I'm pretty sure she's got an anime podcast too. Like she fucking needs to be doing that. But I wonder if she's going to still be the voice of Pan or if they'll try to cast a little bit younger. That's the case. She'll be the other predominantly featured person in the dub. So Uh, I don't know. Interesting. Um, Yeah, I'm still calling like late 2022. We'll see about America and other countries, but I still have fingers crossed for global release. How long was the release in between the the japanese release of of uh broly and then the american release of broly because there was a pretty good little time uh i thought there was a what six months seven months in between no 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 with broly it was super quick so you're gonna find conflicting dates because the technical premiere date for broly i think was like december 14th or something like that because they did a a small screening in japan for like an audience of less than a thousand people it officially premiered, I believe, somewhere around December 20th of that year, and then made its way over to America, I want to say by the end of January, the following month. So really? I seriously, thought it was way, like, I thought it was like in like a six, March or April. I'm pretty sure it's like a six or seven week delay. I'm going to double check it just to make sure I'm not spreading mm. misinformation, because I could be, you know, I make shit up all the time. Don't fucking take me as gospel ever. Uh, but let me just double check, because I want to I want to say. November 14th, it was a limited world premiere, limited to a thousand guests that were selected via lottery through Shonen Jump. It opened nationwide on December 14th in Japan, and Funimation's English dub had its, had its premiere on December 13th. That's a, almost as close to a global release as you're going to get. Yeah, and then uh, I, I was getting January 16th for uh, like United States and Canada, like 
across the country. So, so yeah, mid, so seriously, like about a month between the movies. And I forgot that they did the English dub release on the 13th. That's crazy. They did that in Los Angeles. I did not realize that they did that. Then they released it a month later, uh, nationally. That's pretty fucking cool. There is almost no reason at all. They can't release these movies concurrently, like both dubs. Um, it might suck for some people in, I don't know, like Britain or Australia. I don't know where they have other different voice casts anymore, or if everyone just uses the Funimation dubs. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I know the, but, uh, the Brazilian crowd is pretty big. Yeah, the Spanish dub people should definitely hope for a, a global release as well. And there, again, there's no reason they can't do it. It's just the audio. It's just the voice acting work. You know what I mean? Like. They can do that audio fairly quickly, replace it. Like, it's not like they have to reanimate the fucking movie. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's a reason why Masako Nozawa and Furukawa said that they just wrapped up their lines, and it's that they can do their dialogue very, very early on in the process yeah. before all the rest of the animation is done. There's no reason they can't do that same thing with the English voice actors. I think it's a pretty good odds that uh, it'll be a global release. I'm with you. It sounds good to me. Fucking fingers crossed, dude. And then last thing I wanted to ask you, the next time we'll get some kind of peek at Dragon Ball Super, we'll be at the, uh, the annual Jump Festa in Japan, Shonen Jump's uh, convention. So this is a event that we've covered every year on this podcast yeah. since uh, Dragon Ball Super went off the air. And that's the next time we'll get a, a peek at the property of Dragon Ball Super. I bring this up because, and I might have mentioned it on the show a few weeks ago, I don't remember, Bring this up because this New York Comic Con panel was explicitly billed as Dragon Ball Super Superhero. This bill at Jump Festa this year, they just added Boruto and Dragon Ball very recently. Like the previous lineup was announced, they just tacked them on within the last few weeks. But it just says Dragon Ball Super. Nothing alluding to the movie at all. What do you expect or what are you going to hope for, I guess, at a Jump Festa if it's related to the movie or the anime or what? I mean, I think you and I both know what we're hoping for. We're hoping for right. the anime the Kyle, an announcement. The Kyle prophecy to come true. An announcement for the anime to return at some point in the future. So that I'm vindicated. Breach. And it'll happen before the movie. <laughs> I just, you know, I want that to happen so bad because we've got plenty of material to cover with the, with the, within the manga right now. We have tons of material that they can stretch. Um, I, w- I want it. I want it back. Uh, I need it weekly in my life. Um, I'm, I'm a shell of myself when I don't have something Dragon Ball to look forward to. Uh, I didn't know that I needed it until Super came, uh, came back uh, back in, what, 2016? Something like that. 15, 16? 15, but yes, I yeah. know what you mean. So, I, dude, I've been on a fucking downward trajectory ever since that Bardock chapter came out last month. I'm like, dude, what the fuck this? Yeah. My life is ruined. The, the, ruined. Chapters, the chapters coming out once a month are just enough to piss me off, honestly, because. Yeah, especially when some of them suck sometimes. Yeah. It, it's just not enough for me. So, uh, I need an announcement that says that the anime is coming back. Now, if they don't, um, Give me some more details about the movie. Uh, don't just rehash everything that you just had in New York, because I, I'm really scared that they're going to just redo the whole kind of panel for the Japanese audience, uh, for the live audience uh, in Japan, which. Yeah, I, I mean, that that's not the case. I hope not too. they even said it today. They're like, you Americans are getting this before the Japanese audiences. Yeah. Aren't you excited? And I'm like, yo. The fucking internet exists, bro. You think the Japanese people can't find this shit on the internet? I bet you they can. Same idea for us with a Jump Festa. We're still gonna figure out what the fuck it was. Somebody will translate that shit. I'm not gonna be able to watch it live with, like, subtitles probably, but, you know, I'll still try. I'll still sit there. I don't give a fuck. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, I'm hopeful for the same thing as well. The announcement of the return of the anime. I do think it's very realistic. We could see the return of the anime. Before this movie premieres, especially if that movie premieres in December of 2022, there's 14 long motherfucking months between now and then. Yeah. So plenty of runtime for them to concurrently finish the movie and get the anime production started. 
There is more than enough story runway. There really is no excuse to not do it. And again, I don't think it makes sense for them to do a time skip into the future 10 years without having seen the moral arc and the granola arcs right. properly brought to, uh, to animation. It doesn't make any sense to flash forward us 10 years in the future and then ask us to go 10 years back in the past to see animated version of, of fights from the manga. So. so so knowing that and having said all that, does it scare you that they mentioned specifically that you are seeing the newest uh, animation and the newest animation styles when we see the movie previews? Oh, like, do, you, do I think it'll, will it carry over to the anime? No, just in general, because when they, when they said uh, that you're seeing the newest and the most up-to-date character models and things of that nature, do you think that that was them saying, we are not working on anything else? We're working on making the movies the best that they can possibly be? Um, yes and no. Like, I don't think they've gone back. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I'll say it a million more fucking times. Dragon Ball Super has not been in production, and I don't think it's in production still yet. I think right. they are genuinely focused on the movie. That said, a good portion of the team split off from the television show during the Tournament of Power to go start work on the Broly movie. And like, that was a commonly discussed thing. Like, we knew that there was a movie yeah. announced. We knew there was a movie announced before the end of the series was announced. And we were like, oh, it's going to be awesome. We're getting, it's like a Dragon Ball Renaissance. And then a few weeks later, it's like, pull the plug on the television show. Yeah. Now it's just going to be movies. So that said, I don't think there's any reason why they can't work on both concurrently, but it would make sense for them to allocate most resources to the movie up front and then figure out like, all right, this is how we're going to decide to do the television show. Um, either in the style, I hope it's not the style. I hope to go back to traditional kind of shintani style hopefully I hope they go into the shintani and leave yo it. we said it we said it before we hit record like to to bail on the shintani style after it went so the well mistake. in the last movie and then to be like this is a a refreshing you know newest technology newest kind of like everyone is gonna either love this movie or hate this movie yeah. and i feel like a lot more people are gonna hate it solely because of the animation style really bold choice after the shintani redesigns went so well in the last movie yeah, it's hard to take something away that everybody seemed to universally love and then replace yeah. it with something so drastic. You know, and not to say that this CG couldn't this CGI couldn't be good. It might it might actually really work. I don't know. We haven't seen it yet. But to take away the Shintani style that was, I mean, across the board, I've not heard anybody say anything bad about it. Nope. I can't think of one person who didn't like those redesigns in the Broly movie. Universally mm -hmm. praised. And this, like, it's, it's been very polarizing so far. They will catch some serious hell if, if it is not well done. Put it that way. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'm just excited to see a new story, honestly. And, uh, you know, get some new characters involved in the mix. See Pan growing up, get to that static, get to the end of that static time period, uh, or at least approaching the end of it before the 28th Budokai. All right, we can't get out of here without me asking, do we see Goten and trunks oh yeah i guess i didn't really think about that uh i feel like you have to but also i mean it kind of lends itself to that idea that i was talking about earlier like if they don't have a like goku vegeta are off world gohan's off world doing whatever he's not a target for whatever reason why isn't goten and trunks targets you know what i mean like i I don't know. I would, I would hope that you'd see them. I thought, I, did I tell you the other day that I kind of had like a new headcanon pop into my brain where I'm like, oh, it makes sense that they're not old yet? No. Saiyans age super slowly, right? Right. And when we first see Goku, he says he's 14, ends up being 12, doesn't know how to count. And he looks so small compared to Bulma. I know a lot of growth happens between age 12 and 16, but he looks so comparatively younger to uh to bulma so flash forward we got goten and trunks now goten is obviously little kid goku like a reimagined version right. of him right he's gonna age slowly too i imagine but then he goes through like a big growth spurt in between the end of boo and the end of z where he like looks like a teenager i guess he is a teenager right he'd be like 18 by that point yep goku's time skip at the end of the og dragon ball before he comes back for the 23rd budokai and he shows up in that weird ass garb and he's got the fucking bamboo umbrella. Mm -hmm. 
people don't recognize him really because he finally grew the hell up for how he's looked for the rest of the series. That probably took place between, I don't know, him being like 15 and 18. So like the idea of Goten and Trunks not really doing most of their aging until they're well into their teens isn't like an unprecedented idea, no. I guess. Uh Oh, what do you got? The only problem that I see with that theory is yes. they are not full blooded Saiyans. Can we tie Gohan into this as well? Yeah, so I, I was going to talk about Gohan and Trunks as well, because Gohan and Trunks are half Saiyan. Goten would be, well, I guess Goten would be half. So Pan is going to be a quarter. So, you know, I can see Pan aging faster than Goten and Trunks. But I mean, how old, how old do we think Gohan is at this point? I mean, he still looks relatively young. He still looks. Got to be like in his mid twenties to early thirties, somewhere in there. But he doesn't consider really, time chambers and shit like that. But you know, when I see him, I mean, he, he reminds me of a, you know, a 25, like 30 old man. year old male, you know? Yeah. I mean, he's, yeah. he's kind of reached his, his physical peak almost, you know? So. That's know. him now as a dad, you're saying. Yeah, I mean, I feel like he's he's hit his his physical developmental peak. Oh, well, I'm all fucked up, dude. We're talking, I guess, end at Z time, he would be yeah. like, because how much old, though, he's like, what, 11 years older than Goten? Is that is that right? Uh, well, or 12 years older than Goten, I think. I can't believe we just got caught in the weeds on this shit, but um, yeah, I believe he's like a full 11, 12 years older than Goten. So if he's like in his mid to late 20s in Dragon Ball Super, meaning like the tournament of power, right? that would make Goten around 13, which actually totally tracks with where we are in the series where he should. My point is, there's no way that Goten and Trunks don't age up now. Obviously, they age up, especially given the fucking confirmation of a 10-year time skip. Right? Will we see them or not, though? What keeps Goku and Vegeta away from the main plot of this story? Will that also keep Goten Trunks, Gohan, other people away from it as well? And if we get Goten Trunks, do we get Gotenks? Adult Gotenks would be very fun. That would be, uh, that would save this movie for me plot wise. I, I don't know, man. I think it's going to be a fun movie regardless. Like, I think, like, the CGI style isn't enough to turn me off. Like, I'm a little like, we should have just kept it the way it was with the Shintani, but whatever yeah. new Dragon Ball story, I'm into it. But I, I think this is a genuinely good opportunity for them to tell an engaging Dragon Ball story that's not reliant on Goku, Vegeta, or nostalgia. And that's the first time I can say that in a very long time. First time since Battle of the Gods. Yeah. They still relied on, on a good chunk of nostalgia for sure, but they give us a new interesting story with a couple of new characters of consequence and Beerus and Whis. So, um, yeah, I'm excited for this story genuinely. I'm, I'm fucking pumped. Um, but yeah, I think that's going to do it for Super Dope this week. Next week is going to be a bit of an off week. We'll probably just do a, I'll probably just do a solo episode with the chapter 77 drafts. Uh, but also maybe you have feelings on this panel that we watched today too. You're really interested to know, uh, what you thought you can hit me up on Instagram at DB super dope, Twitter at DB super dope one should be an email. If you got some long form fucking thoughts. I think that'd be best. That's a uh, DB super dope at gmail.com. Uh, be interested in hearing your thoughts on this because I'm all over the place. I'm still, I, I could have afforded to watch it a second time. I didn't have time before we sat down today, but took my notes, you know, while we watch it this afternoon. And there's a lot to to digest and chew on and think about. I could feel a completely different way about this in the next couple of days. But today I'm genuinely excited. But uh, let me know. Let me know what your thoughts are. I'd like to include them in the show. Oh, voicemail, you could do that. 401-213-9596. All these links are in the show notes. If you want to hear me and Marcus uh, do our best Sasha impressions in the last panel discussion, the San Diego Comic-Con discussion, where we pitched some of our, I guess, now completely outdated and completely irrelevant theories on what this movie could be, but still fun. There's a link in the show notes to that as well. Support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Dragon Ball Super Dope. And yeah, I'll see you next week. Review the show on Apple Podcasts. Review, rate, 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 subscribe. You got it. Do the things. Okay? Okay. Did I have enough things to ask you? Did I tell you to do enough stuff? I think a lot of people just already signed off and they were like, fuck this guy. He's asking for too many things. 
In reality, I'm asking for like two things. It's like talk to me and review my podcast. Is that too much for you? My call to actions there. Too much for you. And thank you, Marcus. I love you. You're a great host.